The young aviator leveled out the Avenger at 30,000 feet. He looked to both sides and made sure he was still in formation. Three additional VT-51s and several escort Hellcats accompanied him. He checked his maps, heading, and breathed a sigh of relief. He was almost at his destination. The previous day, he and his crew had flown this very same route and had taken out several enemy gun emplacements. Today, if all went well, they were headed back to wreak more havoc. The aviator keyed his mic. Radio check. Skin, his navigator said back. I read you five by five. Let's do this. The young pilot then pressed the yoke forward and began his bombing dive. That was when all hell broke loose. This podcast is about heroes in the military and law enforcement. Some gave their service for America and served in the armed forces. Some have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, and others protected the local community and died in the line of duty. Our lives would be a whole lot different if it weren't for the hard work and sacrifice of these brave men and women. They could have gone on to live lives that were less dangerous. However, they dedicated themselves to your protection. If you ever have the pleasure of talking to one of them, they'll tell you, I'm not a hero, but I have the honor of walking beside a few. Others will say, the real heroes are those who didn't make it back home. This episode is dedicated to U.S. Navy Lieutenant Junior Grade George H.W. Bush, World War II. George Bush was a TMB Avenger pilot, Torpedo Squadron VT-51, Fast Carrier Task Force. Everybody knows George H.W. Bush as the 41st President of the United States, but many are unaware of his actions during World War II. Bush was born in Milton, Massachusetts on June 12, 1924, to Prescott Sheldon Bush and Dorothy Walker Bush. The Bush family moved from Milton to Greenwich, Connecticut shortly after his birth. Following the attack on Pearl Harbor in December 1941, George decided to join the U.S. Navy. After graduating from Phillips Academy in 1942, he became a naval aviator at the young age of 18. After completing the 10-month course, he was commissioned as an ensign in the U.S. Naval Reserve at Corpus Christi, Texas on June 9, 1943, just three days before his 19th birthday, which made him the youngest naval aviator to that date. He was assigned to Torpedo Squadron VT-51 as a photographic officer in September 1943. That following year, his squadron was based on the USS San Jacinto as a member of Air Group 51, where his lanky physique earned him the nickname Skin. During this time, the task force was victorious in one of the largest air battles of World War II, the Battle of the Philippine Sea. After Bush's promotion to Lieutenant Junior Grade on August 1, 1944, the San Jacinto commenced operations against the Japanese in the Bonin Islands. Bush piloted one of four Grumman TBM Avenger aircraft from VT-51 that attacked the Japanese installations on Chichijima, a Japanese-occupied island just 150 miles north of Iwo Jima Island. Chichijima was a major location for long-range Japanese radio communications and the main supply hub in communication between mainland Japan and the Ogasawara Islands. The small volcanic island was also the home of a heavy Japanese artillery fortress regiment. For this reason, it was the target of numerous U.S. bombing attacks. 
Japanese military troops and assets from Chichijima were allocated in strengthening the vital military base on Iwo Jima prior to the famous Battle of Iwo Jima from February 19th through March 24th, 1945. Chichijima also operated as a key location for Japanese radio broadcast communications and recon exercises in the Pacific. Two radio towers sat atop the island's two primary peaks and were the main objective for numerous bombing attacks by the U.S. Navy. Bush's crew for the mission, which occurred on September 2, 1944, included Radio Men 2nd Class John Delaney and Lieutenant Junior Grade William White. It was the goal of this mission to weaken Japanese communications and prepare for the invasion on Iwo Jima five months later. During their attack, the Avengers encountered intense anti-aircraft fire. Bush's aircraft was hit by flak and his engine caught on fire. Despite his plane being on fire, Bush completed his mission and released four 500-pound bombs right on target, scoring several damaging hits. With his engine ablaze, Bush then flew several miles from the island. He angled the aircraft in such a way to give the two other crew members a chance to bail out of the side door. Once he was sure they had escaped, he himself bailed out. However, one crew member was left behind in the airplane and perished. The parachute of the other crew member, unfortunately, did not open, and he too died. It has not been determined which man bailed out with Bush, as both Delaney and White were killed as a result of the crash. Bush waited for four hours in an inflated raft, while several U.S. Navy fighters circled protectively overhead, until he was rescued by the lifeguard submarine USS Finback. For the next month, Bush remained on the Finback and participated in the rescue of multiple other pilots. Bush subsequently returned to the San Jacinto on November 1944 and participated in operations in the Philippines until his squadron was replaced and sent back home to the States. Through 1944, he flew 58 combat missions for which he received the Distinguished Flying Cross, three Air Medals, and the Presidential Unit Citation Award to the San Jacinto. Because of his valuable combat experience, George Bush was reassigned to Norfolk Navy Base and placed in a training wing for new torpedo pilots. He was later assigned as a naval aviator in a new torpedo squadron, VT-153, based at Naval Air Station, Gros Ile, Michigan. Upon the Japanese surrender in 1945, Bush was honorably discharged in September of that year. Soon after the war, George married his sweetheart, Barbara. Their marriage resulted in six children. Later, he would attend Yale University and receive a degree in economics. In 1948, the Bush family moved to Texas, where George Sr. got into the oil business. His extensive governmental career includes U.S. House of Representatives from Texas 7th District, 1967 to 1971, Ambassador to the U.N., 1971 through 1973, Chairman of the Republican National Committee, 1973 to 1974, Chief of the Liaison Office of the People's Republic of China, 1974 through 1975, Director of the CIA, 1976 through 1977, 43rd Vice President of the United States, 1981 through 1989, and 41st President of the United States, 1989 through 1993. On June 12, 2014, George fulfilled a long-standing promise by skydiving in tandem with one of the Army's elite Golden Knights on his 90th birthday. He made the parachute jump from a helicopter near his home in Kinabungport, Maine. 
The jump marked the eighth time the former president had skydived, including jumps on his 80th and 85th birthdays. The former president had tweeted about the incident prior to the jump, saying, It's a wonderful day in Maine. In fact, nice enough for a parachute jump. George Herbert Walker Bush died on November 30th, 2018, at his home in Houston, Texas. He was surrounded by his family and loved ones. This was just eight months after his beloved wife, Barbara, preceded him in death. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Remember My Name podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at RememberMyNamePodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at RememberMyNamePodcast and Twitter at RMNPodcast. So take a minute and remember this name, George Herbert Walker Bush. <laughs>